0: Hi everybody, Jimmy DeYoung here. Thank you for joining us for a few moments as we take a look at the book. This time we're going to be looking at clear and present dangers that confront us today in our world. By the way, that's the title of a five-hour audio series on CD that is available for you to purchase and then study with me on this subject. There are five different clear and present dangers. Today, we're going to be thinking about the global threat of Islam. It is indeed a clear and present danger. We'll have our Bible study, and then I'll come back and tell you how you can purchase your own copy of the five-hour audio series on CD, Clear and Present Danger. But right now, let's think about the global threat of Islam. I jumped 4,000 years into the future. 4,000 years ago, we come... To the 6th, 7th century AD, and a man who was a leader of one of those tribes in Arabia who could trace his descendancy all the way back to Ishmael. In fact, his statement was I am a direct descendant of Ishmael. His name? Mohammed. And instead of fathering the Arab world, Ishmael fathered the Islamic world. Islam and Arab states are two different operations. Basically, every Arab state, by definition that I gave you just a moment ago, they speak Arabic and they are the Islamic faith. Every Arab state would be a Muslim country. But there are many countries that are not Arab, but they are Muslim because they don't speak the Arabic language. May I give you a couple? Turkey, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, Indonesia, the most populated Islamic country in the world. They're not Arab countries, they're Islamic countries. And so Ishmael's legacy is that he fathered the Islamic world. Think with me just a few moments, if you will, about Islam's deception, and I don't, This is not going to be, uh, you know, a complete expose. I don't have the time. We have many other things to do today. But let me just give you a couple of thoughts about Islam. It's deception. Number one, it's his God. It's God. It's God is named Allah, Allah, a moon god that dates back to the time of Abraham. There is evidence that Abraham's father in Ur of the Chaldees, south of Baghdad in Iraq, worshiped Allah, the moon god. Why do you think the crescent with the star is the insignia for the Islamic world? Allah, the moon god. And we have some Christian leaders, some that I know very well, some that I have even partnered, partnered with in the past have said, well, Allah is simply the Arabic terminology for our God. And so it is simply the Islamic world's way of saying God, the God that we worship. The gods are the same. The gods are not the same. You mark it down, you can take it to the bank. They are not the same. Allah, the moon God, listen to me said that he believed Jesus Christ was born of a virgin. I believe that as well. Allah, the moon god, in his writings, the Quran, which he gave to Muhammad, says that not only Jesus Christ was born of a virgin, but he lived a miraculous life. I think the New Testament proves that. I agree with him. Allah, the moon god, though, then steps off the track. He says that Jesus Christ never died. That in his place was a substitute. Jesus Christ is still alive. He has never died. Well, I disagree with that. If he didn't die, he wasn't buried, and he didn't resurrect. I'm still living in sin, and so are you. He did die. He was buried. He did resurrect from the dead. He is alive and well. And then Allah even had the audacity to say, hold it. Jesus Christ has no relationship to me. I have no son. Okay, now that really defines it's not our God. Go over to 1 John just for a second. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Notice what it says here in verse 1, 2, and 3. Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. Notice the next verse. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come. Any spirit, any religiosity, any philosophy of life that says Jesus Christ was not the Son of God, come in the flesh, is of Antichrist. So with the authority of the Word of God as my basis, I submit to you Islam is an Antichrist religiosity. There is no cooperation between Jesus Christ and his followers and the faith of the Islamic peoples. It's an antichrist. It's of Satan. We have to come to that understanding and conclusion. We're going to be in deep, deep trouble. By the way, they have a doctrine. And in addition to their deity, they have a doctrine. Oh, there's too much much to talk about. Listen, uh, you can follow in my series if you'd like to. Uh, There are two holy books. The Quran is the book that Allah gave to Muhammad. And then the Hadith is the book that contains all the words and writings of Muhammad while he was alive. They are basically co-equal in authority. And one of the main doctrines of the Hadith and the Quran is the doctrine of abrogation. And they say what that Jewish Christian Bible says can be abrogated, can be negated. I met with the Mufti of Jerusalem in the city of Jerusalem. He's the highest-ranking Muslim cleric in that part of the Middle East. We sat in his office just off the Temple Mount. We were discussing the issues of the Temple Mount. He had made a statement earlier that indeed there has never been and never will be and is not now any evidence that there's ever been a Jew on the Temple Mount in Jerusalem. I wanted to look at him and say, hello? I mean, you've just taken t- a thousand dump truck loads of artifacts and antiquity off of the Temple Mount when you built that largest Muslim mosque in the Middle East there on the Temple Mount. If you take all the evidence, of course you can stand and say, there's no evidence of ever Jewish presence on the Temple Mount. But listen to what he was saying. If there's never been a presence on the Temple Mount of the Jewish people, what about Abraham and Isaac? When... Abraham took Isaac to Mount Moriah, the same location where King Solomon built the first temple. It was the location that his father, King David, purchased the threshing floor from Ornan the Jebusite. He paid cash money for that piece of real estate. Ornan wanted to give it to him. He said, no, sir, I'm not going to sacrifice where I don't pay for something. What about Jesus Christ? He healed people on the Temple Mount. He taught on the Temple Mount. They mocked him on the Temple Listen. If there's no presence of a Jew ever on the Temple Mount, you negate the Old Testament and you negate the New Testament, the doctrine of abrogation is in place, and there's only one thing left, the Quran and the Adif. You know what it calls for? And again, there are many other doctrines, so please, I'm just touching the mountain peaks. Jihad. Jihad is not struggle. Jihad is holy war. Holy war. Let me tell you, say, you'll hear them say, we don't believe in suicide in the Islamic faith. That is not suicide what they're doing. That is genocide or homicide. Because a sui- Have you ever heard of a suicide person getting together with a bunch of people, figuring out how they were going to commit suicide? And then all of their family rejoicing after they had committed suicide? No, that's not what people that commit suicide do. They are alone. They commit suicide and their family weeps. That's the opposite of what's going on. That is not suicide they're doing. They are warriors in the holy war. and They are ready to do what needs to be done, as Vladimir Putin said, to annihilate, to get rid of all non-Muslims. And that is exactly what the plan is. I can quote to you from uh, the Quran. Uh, the only thing I know about it is the English translation I have. Ergen Cantor, who is the newly appointed president of Liberty Seminary, Jerry Falwell School in Lynchburg, came out of Turkey. He and his brother came out of the Islamic world. They speak Arabic. And he has just given me a litany of locations in the Quran that said that jihad is holy wars, not struggle. Uh, one of their other doctrines is eschatology. What did Vladimir Putin say? They want to set up a kingdom. One of their doctrines is controlling the world. Oh, they have an eschatology that includes Jesus Christ. He was not the son of God. He was not the savior. He is a great prophet. Jesus Christ will come back in the end times in Islamic eschatology. He will come back. He will break all the crosses. He will kill all the pigs. He will convert the world to Islam and present them to Allah that's their eschatology. Thank you so very much for joining us as we've had an opportunity to take a look at the book. I want to remind you that everything we study prophetically seems to be indicating we are quickly approaching the time of the return of Jesus Christ when he comes back to the earth touching down on the Mount of Olives in Jerusalem. But remember, at least seven years before he comes back, That seems to be very close at hand, but before that, the rapture of the church takes place when Jesus shouts, the archangel shouts, the trumpet of God sounds, and you and I that know Christ as Lord and Savior are caught up to be with Him forevermore. You know, that could happen at any moment. There is not one prophecy that has to be fulfilled before the rapture of the church. I want to remind you, you can get your copy of Clear and Present Danger. Call our toll-free number, 877-674-3298, or go to our website, prophecytoday.com, and make your order there. And as you study, you'll know the rapture is very close at hand. In fact, it's so close, I do believe, there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...